Welcome to Potter Familias, coming to you from Fairhope, Alabama. I'm Todd Sylvester. And I'm <laughs> Stephen Sylvester, just keeping you on your toes. It's <laughs> like, what is he going to say? Yep. What's he going to do? That's what I'm here for. I'm realizing as I get older, yeah. I have, I think, less temperance than I did when I was younger. Really? I have no self-control when it comes to peanut M&Ms. Really? If they're around anywhere around me, I will eat them all. Okay. And this is a problem because if you give me, like recently one of my kids gave me the large package. I mean, the huge clear container with the screw-on lid. And the screw-on lid, I think, is supposed to slow you down, but it doesn't. Okay. And I can eat that whole thing and still feel fine. Like you're supposed to get sick, right? Yes. People that's are insane. like, you can't eat all that. It's going to make you sick. I would welcome it making me sick. And you know from that experience, would, right? Yes. Yeah. Because that would be like pushback, like a little, hey, you shouldn't do this. Your pancreas is freaking out. You might want to stop. God, you know the little Reese's, the little the yeah. little ones that, yeah. that you get for Halloween yes. and stuff? So there's a bag of them I know. in the youth center right now. Yes, and I know. I, I had ate some today. I ate like six of them the other day right. in one sitting, right. which is like nothing to you, I assume. Six is a joke, right. but go ahead. And so I was like, oh, man, those are so good. I'm just going to have one more. And that one more put me over the edge. Over I had, what edge? I don't What edge know. are you speaking of? There's this physical. I don't know the edge. I've never been to the edge. Really? Never. That's- I'm talking about all the ice cream I've had in my life, all the candy. People are like, oh, I felt so sick. I ate the whole pie. I ate the whole pie. And it doesn't make I you sick. I still feel great. That's insane. I know. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Oh, fair enough. All right. We don't have time for this because that's not the topic. Some people, maybe even recently, maybe it's the pandemic have come to me and talked about how stressed out they are, mm-hmm. how anxious they are. And they're like, Todd, how do you how do you handle it? How do you handle it? So I figured today we you and I could both come in from different generations yeah. and talk um, about how we handle stress. And granted, I think for uh for my family, the pandemic wasn't the pandemic itself wasn't stressful necessarily because we had we we still, you know, we had to cut back quite a bit obviously but we we still were able to afford groceries and things like that and we didn't lose our jobs i mean we we were very very blessed during the whole thing however i think that what's happening now is because we had that time of relaxation and it wasn't all relaxation but it was definitely more relaxed than normal i was home more nights than normal right now getting back into a full-time work schedule and playing gigs and gigging all the time, a lot yeah yeah gigging at least three nights a week normally um, that's a lot and it's taking an adjustment and it is, it's really stressful if I'm being honest. Right. There's some nights where I go home and I'm like, all right, I know that there's chores to do and I know that there's stuff that I could do to help, but I just need a second. Like I need a, I need a couple of minutes to decompress and then I can help. All again. right. Talk to me about the decompression. How do you do it? Well, for me, it's a matter of finding something where I can turn my brain off and do it for a little while. Like watching meaningless YouTube videos. And I have to be careful not to get caught up in it because there's a, uh, there's almost like there's a bell curve. There's that perfect spot where I just let my brain turn off and I don't have to think about too much or process anything for just a little while. 
And then I can tell when it's like, all right, my brain has calmed down. And then if I keep going, then the opposite thing happens. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I have to hit that perfect sweet spot of like, if I can turn my brain off for just long enough, then it allows me to handle most stressful situations. What kind of videos are you talking about? Uh, normally for me, it's either watching people break Minecraft or, uh, <laughs> or like watching people demo sound equipment like it's very nerdy weird stuff but it's i am not gonna judge because we've talked about how nerdy mm-hmm. the videos i watch on youtube yeah. i can't even believe they're there but honestly that's like in the middle of different different things that are requiring my full attention it's like those things themselves aren't necessarily stressful it's just having a bunch of them in a row requires that i need like my brain needs some time to just chill for a minute mm-hmm. and if i don't get that there's only so many days that i can go and not just feel like I'm failing at everything. Right. right. So for me, it's like having that time to decompress and it doesn't have to be long. Sometimes with me, and I know there's probably going to be a professional out there who's going to say, well, Todd, that's possibly a sign of depression (laughs) is I just really need a nap. Mm-hmm. I just really need a nap. I mean, I, I get super stressed out. There's no way that's a sign of depression. Naps are awesome. Yeah, but if you take them too often, I think. Like, I had a friend of mine that was napping like three times a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, that's, and a counselor was like, uh um, That's more of a sign yeah, of something of psychological. trying to escape from something. I don't on. know. But I mean, like a good Sunday afternoon nap. You know, right after lunch time and... You know, you guys have left, and and mm-hmm. the the donuts in me is kind of churning a little bit, and, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, it's time to lay down. Mm-hmm. And mom laughs because when you talk about decompression, I lay down and I literally put, okay, I use a weighted blanket mm-hmm. and I put a full size pillow over my head. Oh my gosh! And she's like, can you breathe? And I'm like, yeah. Because I don't breathe a lot anyway. Oh, my gosh. What? My heart rate is so slow. I'm like those reptiles that go underwater and can still survive. Stop it. What? You're saying things that I'm like, okay, I guess I'm just supposed to act normal. (laughs) He just said something that is definitely not normal. We're just going to keep going. It's how we handle stress. And pretend this is fine. We handle stress differently. It's fine. I went through a period of time where I was really, really going through a a rough spot. And I remember turning to mom at one point in time and I said, I just need to go for a walk. And she said, oh, are we going for a walk? I said, no, no, no. I I need to go by myself. I mean, I know that sounds selfish. I know it's kind of mean to the kids. But I just need to go for a walk by myself. Makes perfect sense to me. And uh, it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, I, I would recommend to anyone how to handle stress is you got to find, just as you talked about, the mm-hmm. sweet spot. Right. Like whatever it is, it can be a simple YouTube video, it, yeah. it, can, it can be taking a nice nap. It can be going for a walk. And don't be afraid to do that for yourself when you need to. It's like you can only, psychologically, you can only handle so much. That's true for everybody. Yeah. Some people can obviously handle more than others can, but everybody needs a break from time to time. And when I say a break, I really mean just a break. Right. Which is why there's that bell curve thing that I was talking about with the YouTube videos, because I can go down a rabbit hole of stuff yeah, I have seen hours before, later. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel even worse than I did before because I've spent all this time and invested all of this mental energy. It's like I ate the seventh Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh my gosh. Leave me alone. <laughs> I don't have the magic stomach for sweets thing that you have going on. You're like, I'm a mutant. Sugar has no effect. 
Now I'm taking a nap. <laughs> this is nutritious. Oh. It's like my version of steak. Oh, mercy. Bring me more. But yes, you have to do whatever you need to do. Yeah. And it has to be reasonable. Mm -hmm. Just we're not professional counselors. So if it gets to a point. Do you want me to do the none of this advice should be taken as legal or psychological in nature? Right. Because it's not. It's just what we (laughs) what we do. And whenever I get to that point now, I do caution those people who want to use things like alcohol or something else mm. to defrag too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I figured you'd want to comment on that. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I've told that story already. But yeah, that was that was the what I just told myself was the way that I was decompressing was using alcohol and having way too much of it all the time by myself. Right. Um that obviously wasn't healthy. And so I apply that principle to anything that I'm using to decompress because obviously it can very quickly turn into something where I'm seeking comfort and I'm not just trying to get back to a place where I could function. Mm-hmm. And I, I've got some friends, okay, that have gone through their list of things. Some of them just love a really good cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Some of them love reading great books. Some people love to sit and be quiet. Some people like listen to music, yeah. classical music, and they just have to be by themselves mm-hmm. for a minute. But a lot of it is just doing the thing that allows your brain to relax. Yeah, mom, you- mom likes to go by herself into the hot tub. Yeah. And it, it, you can tell when it is something where she just needs to decompress because people are like, hey, I want to go in the hot tub with you. She's like, like, no, it's me and this margarita. And mm-hmm. that's it. And that's healthy, I think. Yeah. I, well, right, because it's just one. Right. But, it, but it's keeping those things in balance. And just as you said, you got to find the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is in your life, there, there are times when I get stressed out and it's going to sound funny. I want to go and do some woodworking. Yeah. I, I want to just go and, you know, paint something or mm-hmm. or just to get my mind off of the thing that is weighing on me that I have no control over. And you have to be honest about what you actually need because yeah. that'll prevent whatever you're using to decompress becoming a habit. Right. Right. Or becoming a bad habit. Yeah. Because for, for us, oftentimes it's like financial stuff. You know, yeah. it's like, oh man, you know, an unexpected bill, something comes in, you're like, how am I going to deal with this? And and God always comes through. Fortunately, you know, I just have a bad memory, it seems, because I'll just get stressed out about something anxious and, and things. And, and then I'll I'll just try to get my mind off it enough to where I can calm down enough to look at it more realistically. Does right. that make sense? It does. And that's, I think, the whole point of trying to decompress is to change your perspective about what's going on. Yeah. And to physically and psychologically just rest for a second. Like rest is really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Leave in the comments if there's something that you utilize to help you handle stress. Especially if it's unusual. Yeah. And we can share it with others. Thanks so much for listening to Potter Familias. Y'all are awesome. <laughs>